Hello, Howlers, and welcome to another episode of Men With Fear. I am Colonel Chaos, a.k.a. Chip Sella, and joining me once again is the amazing, the astonishing, the one, the only, Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? All good, yes, all good. Long, long time no speak. It's been, yeah, we're doing this a d- day or two early. Yes. You recover from uh, your E3 adventures? Oh, yes. Well recovered now. Back, back in the saddle, back to work. The joys. <laughs> You're back to work, and I'm going on vacation. I know. <laughs> yes, I... Um, I le- the reason we're recording early is I'm going on vacation for uh, for the rest of the week, basically. My wife and I are going to Detroit, and I'm going to do the Guns N' Roses concert Thursday night. So, are you I'm going to Detroit to become human? Hmm. Ah, uh, yes. You- <laughs> yes, I, 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 I want to experience the new PlayStation game firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> so keep an eye out for any androids. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Maybe uh, keep an eye out for the people with iPhones too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was there. I had to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm heading out to Detroit, uh, on Tuesday. And like I said, hanging out there a few days, going to a baseball game, going to Guns N' Roses, going to, have you ever heard of Cedar Point, Andy? Um, I have heard of it, but I don't, I couldn't tell you what it is. It is the roller coaster capital of the world. Okay, I do not like roller coasters. <laughs> I stay away from those. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't well, like roller coasters? The problem is the ones over here have a tendency to break down because they don't look after them very well. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, the scariest uh, amusement park ride I've ever been on was it was in London. Not in Scotland, mm-hmm. but, you know, mm-hmm. over there. Part of the UK. <laughs> and um, now I take it you've been to London and you've probably been down along the Thames. 
Yep. You know, where they have the big uh, millennial uh, Ferris wheel and all that stuff. Yep. Okay. And then if you walk down a little further, they have like uh, a, a little park and then there's like this old uh, set of amusement park rides. Okay. All right. And uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, it, it's kind of run down iffy stuff, but it had this like really cool looking swing ride. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, it's just the swings that spin around and around, but it went really okay, yeah. up high in the air. Mm. And I, I mean, I've, I've been on hundreds of swing rides. I usually don't have a problem with that. Um, but I, so I jump on. My wife says, no, there's no goddamn way you're getting me on that. And um, so, I, so I, I'm up and, you know, I'm kicking back. I'm, sw- I'm in the thing. I'm swinging, kind of checking out the view and I'm kind of noticing, gee, the chains on this uh, swing are awfully rusty, mm-hmm. and the chair, this, these bolts don't seem to be too tight, <laughs> and this woods kind of seems to be rotting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had I had a major panic attack. I I, I was almost crying. By the time the thing came down, because it's like, oh my god, this thing's gonna fall apart, and I'm gonna fall to my death. <laughs> yep, that, that, that sounds familiar. Scary, you know. And I will go. Uh, there is no roller coaster I will not go on. I mean, you know, I've done the highest, the fastest, and you know that they're the first thing I go for. I'm not afraid of amusement park rides. This swing ride had me terrified uh that I was going to die. It is the scariest ride I've ever been on. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the scariest one I've ever been on was um at Blackpool. There's a place called the Blackpool Pleasure Beach. It's like okay. a kind of beach resort with a bunch of like roller coasters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they have a ride that's uh, kind of like that. It's, I think it's called Mouse Trap or something like that and it was made Entirely out of wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this thing is like rickety as hell. You could, you you feel every mm-hmm. like bump in the wood, and you're oh. like, it just it really feels like the the car is going to fall off the track at every single mm-hmm. every single turn. Not nice. Right. Well, <laughs> Did not that's the it. way. That's the way that that's that's a good ro- wood roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I did not like that. So, all right. So yes, I will be in Detroit and. Uh, Sandusky, Ohio, for uh, for an afternoons uh, starting later this week. So yeah, as long as you get the the good rides that are uh, oh, yeah. reputable parks and they're well maintained. Then you're oh yeah. <laughs> I well, all right. Last roller coaster story because uh, <laughs> okay. uh, I didn't get to tell this on the B team uh, last week. Took my nephew and my wife to Six Flags, which is uh, a big amusement park chain over mm. here. Yep. And yes, well, well uh, maintained rides, you know, safety, all that stuff. And they have a roller coaster that was it used to be called Superman the Ride, and then somebody actually did die on it. I don't know about five, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So they r- painted it purple and called it Bizarro for a couple of years. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's back to being called Superman the Ride, but now. <laughs> They've also added VR to the roller coaster. Oh, nice. Okay. So what you do is uh, you still go do the whole roller coaster. I mean, it's still an actual roller coaster. You go up the hill, you go down. 
but uh, you do it with a set of VR goggles that, uh, strapped to your head. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the Oculus Gear VR. And okay. uh, what and what you know, you put them on, and you're sitting there in your uh, chair, and you're kind of looking around, and now you're looking around Metropolis, and you're kind of suspended over uh, the city at this point in some type of hover car or something. Mm. And then uh, the ride starts, and the cartoon starts. Well, the cartoon. I thought neutered the roller coaster. The roller coaster is a very good fast with some corkscrews and a loop or two and, you know, things like that in it. Um, hmm. And a very steep uh, initial down, you know, uh, first hill. Uh, this neutered it. I, I mean, you're basically watching a cartoon and sh- that's shaking around on your head. I lost the entire sense of vertigo from the, the, the sharp drop to mm. the the corkscrews, you know, you just didn't feel anything. I thought. I think it's just what was the animation like on the on the video? It, it was it, well. I mean, that's the whole thing. It was all all you were watching was a cartoon. You didn't. Mm. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like you were. The cartoon was overlaid on uh, the. So you could see the real world with the cartoon, you know, with Superman flying around and stuff uh, as you were doing it. Uh, hmm. So, so yeah, it was just some lame, stupid, you know, Superman catches your uh, hovercraft as it falls, uh, starts falling towards the ground. But, uh, no, it, it, it actually ruined the ride, in my opinion. Oh, do you think if it had like better animation than that, it would be? Because I mean, it would obviously not be up to like uh, Batman v Superman sort of mm. levels of CG and whatnot. Do you give it better CG? It would be better because I mean, it's a cool idea. Like I like the idea of it. Maybe, but I think you have to. You actually have to make it feel like you're actually falling. It made me feel like mm. I wasn't falling. And I was. <laughs> I was falling 200 feet, you know? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and it was just like... It, it, it just totally neutered the experience, I guess is the best way to put it. My nephew, he's a bit of a goody-goody. Uh, and because he wasn't 13, he goes, Oh, I can't wear the VR goggles. And I looked at him and I said, When were you born? He goes... Two thousand four, three. Said no, you were born two thousand one. Get yeah. So he, he wouldn't do Get it. Get a story straight. Yeah. No, <laughs> he wouldn't. <laughs> but I think he had the better ride. I think yeah. I, if I ever did it again, I would say no. Nah, screw the goggles. You don't need them. You and it to, makes. I think yeah, you have to pay extra for that. Yeah. No. No. Oh, okay. No, but it makes what what it does is it kills the line because now you have to put all these goggles on people's head and they all have to work and you got to make sure they strap them on correctly and they're not going to fall off. Yet. Yeah. So uh, you know, it was a way too long a wait and it ruined a good coaster in my opinion. So one last question, <laughs> so we don't derail too much on this. You don't want to derail a coaster, you know. I mean, <laughs> no. um, that's how people you, die. That's when they they'll change it to Bizarro. <laughs> did uh, did you have to put your own phone in it, or is it just the... no? They nope. uh, they give you 
They have a whole set of uh, Samsung uh, Galaxies uh, already strapped in there. Oh, cool. Yeah. But, yeah. I wonder, I wonder how many people have stolen the S6s out of those VR headsets. You know, I, I didn't bother looking I mean, to see how easy it would have been to take the thing out. <laughs> and I, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's, uh, you know, probably a useless phone. As it's probably mm, not a phone. Yeah. It's probably just, you know, so I'm sure it's, you know, a gutted. Mm. All, it, all it is going to do is the VR crap. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. Now That's I'm going to swap out my six and say, I got myself a seven now. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. All right. We've de- derailed the roller coaster. We've derailed the broad <laughs> podcast. I think we should get into some uh, Marvel news. Yeah, so just a couple of things before we crack into the episode. Um, okay. First of all, Spider-Man Homecoming has added another few actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've added uh, Isabella Amara, who was previously in Melissa McCarthy's The Boss. Uh, they've also added Jorge Lendeborg Jr., who was in The Land, and also J.J. Tota. It was in Glee and other people. Uh, these these folk are all relatively young people, so I would assume these will be classmates or contemporaries of uh, Peter Parker at school. All right. Uh, and none of them look like an Eddie Brock type, so. None of them. So no Eddie Brock. How about Flash Thompson? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen. No, well, none of them look like they could be Flash Thompson either. But um, the, those are the two kind of folk that you want to see. Eddie yeah. Brock, Flash Thompson. That's, that's the only interesting ones that he kicks about with at school. Well, I guess Jessica uh, Jones. Well, yeah, but I'd, well, Jessica Jones is too old for that at this point. Unless she was his teacher, and well, she, she was would his never classmate. be like Well, not in this universe, though. Like she's too old what? in this universe. It, no. Yeah. Well, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they didn't do that in the. That's right. They didn't do that in the, the television show. Yeah, I mean, like Jessica Jones is, what well, probably twenty seven ish, something like that. Maybe thirty, even. Uh, by the time we we meet her in a in a TV show, and like this Spider Man story is taking place, like after or in and around Civil War possibly so you're talking like she's going to be this age now so she's way too old yeah, yeah, I can't no see problem. her being a teacher <laughs> I don't see her being in the movie unfortunately much as it would be cool true okay so yep Spider-Man Homecoming I believe it started shooting as well so look there's been like some set pictures and stuff like that but nothing nothing exciting to to report really um, a couple of other things. First of all, just one nice little thing, which is, in, these are actually both relating to Daredevil's next two stories, which is obviously what we could talk about. But um, one one nice little thing that um, uh, Charlie Cox, who plays Matt Murdock, he reached out to uh, Pop Funko mm-hmm. to ask them for some uh, Daredevil uh, Pop Funko figures to take to like a hospital uh, to give out to like sick kids and whatnot. 
and they sent he, he was expecting to get like a few of them and they sent him over a hundred so so marvel uh, on, on twitter posted up a, a picture of him like surrounded by like this giant wall of funkos so it's a nice little thing for uh for funko to do well definitely so i i take my hat off to them Where's our pop funkos? That's all I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, we definitely want some fun called pops. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll give them away to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one final piece of news, and this is more of a rumor than news. Now, um, obviously, we know Defenders is coming. Yeah. There is a rumor kicking around that the, uh, the villain for the Defenders is going to be Mephisto. That makes sense. And no, not for this version of the Defenders. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Like that's a bit of a kind of out there one, because um, we've had very grounded stuff. Although I mean, there's mm-hmm. some kind of like mystical things going on with it with uh, a stick and whatnot. But yeah, for for them to go to Mephisto is quite a leap. At, at, certainly at this point, I would say. They haven't. They probably haven't introduced enough mystical elements to be able to pull this one off, and I don't see them doing too much more <laughs> in the cage. Sorry to cough there. <laughs> um, no, uh, there is not enough mystical. Uh, this this is uh, Hell's Kitchen defenders. This isn't the Doctor Strange, Clea, Valkyrie, um, Son of Satan. Defenders with Nighthawk and Hellcat in tow. Yeah. Um, this this is Jessica Jones, Daredevil, probably the Punisher, uh, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Hmm. This is this is so. While Danny Rand, aka aka Iron Fist, does have some mystical components to his character. Hey, I don't think he's ever been. I don't think uh, of Mephisto as one of his arch nemesis. No, as far as I know, they they probably never even battled. Um, well, unless... they probably they probably have battled, but I mean, Mephisto, yeah, I, would, maybe. I would say is more of like a Doctor Strange type villain. Doctor just, Strange, uh, Thor. I mean, Mephisto yeah. is basically one of the uh, elders of the universe, if I'm correct. Up there with. Uh, the Stranger, hmm. uh, Infinity, Galactus. You know, he's one of the cosmic deities. I suppose. I mean, he's been he's been in a room with Spider Man as well. Like, yeah. Uh, the biggest one I remember is him, like erasing everyone's memory of Spider Man revealing himself in Civil War. Okay. <laughs> it's just like remember Spider Man obviously revealed himself in. Uh, and Civil War to the press, and everybody knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And they just decided to retcon that and got Mephisto to erase everyone's memory of it, except Peter. So they don't know that he's Spider-Man anymore? Well, they did at that point. I mean, that, like in the comics, that was a wee while ago now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I don't see that one coming, coming to pass. Although it would be cool. But yeah, that's all the all the news that I had. Okay. Well, then why don't we get right into the episode this week, Andy? 
Yes, so this is Daredevil Season 2, Episode 2, which was called Dogs to a Gunfight. Uh, obviously, if you haven't seen the episode, tune out now and go watch it and then come back. Okay, you're back. Um, so this episode kicked off with uh, seeing a bit of CSI work going on at the hospital. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Foggy searching for, for Matt on the uh, the rooftops nearby the hospital because he had overheard the cops talking about there being gunshots nearby and people in this neighborhood very trustingly just <laughs> let him in <laughs> which after like there being a gun battle nearby you would think these people would not let anyone into their apartment building at all <laughs> they'd be a little bit more suspicious of this well we don't know how many blocks away he is from the hospital all right, so he has that going for him. I mean, and I'm, you know, I've never lived in a New York apartment building, but it probably happens all the time that somebody buzzes you to get let into the building mm. uh, because they've locked their keys out. Mm. You know, actually, today at work, I went out for a quick vape a couple times today and both times I had left my wallet on my desk which has my ID slash key card in it hmm. and I I had to you know and we're kind of new to the building you know uh, but each time and you know we're, we're a small unit in a large building um, I had to wait for somebody to come by and uh, open the door and so I could get into the building <laughs> Because my phone and everything was upstairs, so there was no way for me to signal my boss to come get me or something. Okay. <laughs> so, but like, yeah, so I mean, you know, people let people in the building. They shouldn't. Where did Chip go? Um, yeah. he went. He went. He went to vape. Um, that was four hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, I'm nowhere near my boss, so. <laughs> But yeah, very trusting of, of those people, mm-hmm. uh, I, I thought. But it was funny, like, because uh, one guy says to him, What are you, some kind of idiot? And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> uh, eventually, he does find Matt, who is still in his Daredevil costume. He is passed out, but he is alive. And it looks like the, the bullet that we saw hit him last week hit him square in the, in the middle of the mask. So mm. he's it's managed to protect him just about. Mm. We then see Foggy looking after Matt, and Karen is meanwhile with Grotto at the NYPD. Uh, Foggy does tell Matt that he wants him to retire as Daredevil, and Matt's like, "Nope, no way. That guy's to be got." Uh, Foggy then heads to the NYPD to meet Karen and tells her that Matt is off sick today. He's taking a sick day. <laughs> Uh, I don't think Matt has done any lawyering at all <laughs> in this season so far. He's just been Daredevil and hanging about injured. Yeah. Uh, and we see uh, Brett brings in an orange jumpsuit for Grotto, which uh, Grotto's not too happy about because like, he's not under arrest, really. <laughs> he doesn't want to be treated like a prisoner. Uh, Brett takes Karen and Foggy aside and tells them that the shooter is a vigilante, but not like Daredevil. He's not like, nice like Daredevil. 
He also mentions that there have been other vigilantes before, and the cops call them devil worshippers. So these are basically people that have been inspired by what Daredevil's done and have tried to do their own bit. I wanted to do no more about these people, but he did not elaborate. That's another plot. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that's for another uh, storyline, story arc. Yeah, but I mean, I presume they've dealt with all these people. They they could have name dropped like a couple of people there. Like yeah, they I could. thought, but they they missed their chance. But yeah, he says that Punisher is, is different because obviously he kills people. Um, meanwhile, back at Matt's apartment, his senses are going a little bit wonky. He drops a glass and doesn't hear it, and we see that he has gone completely deaf. Basically, he we see him like sitting leaning against the wall and like he's screaming and there's no sound so yeah he's pretty fucked because if he loses his sense of hearing as well as his sense of sight then he can't really be he's there Keller. yeah he's Helen Keller yeah <laughs> uh, back over at the NYPD the, the DA tries to basically steamroll Foggy and Karen to uh, give over their client to them she's to let the DA represent them. Yes, and the DA is an absolute bitch. <laughs> absolute bitch. She's like, yeah, you, you guys are not capable of uh, of dealing with this. Just just let us take it. Send your client's best interests. But it's not really because Foggy Foggy lawyers up and <laughs> he he pretends to call the uh, US Attorney's Office and he basically lawyer bosses the DA, which was, was pretty awesome. And uh, eventually just says to her, cut the shit lady, you're dealing with us. <laughs> She's not happy. And she she's not happy. I think she just expected them to just kind of roll over and go, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, okay, you're the DA, okay. Uh, you can give me a favor down the line at some point. But Foggy's like, nope, fuck that. I'm here to, I'm here to do my job, and that is not part of it. <clears throat> so uh, the DA tells Grotto that she wants him to wear a wire to meet with a guy called Brass, who is a drug dealer that Grotto knows. And we also find out in Amongst Us that the Punisher is targeting specific people. Um, basically, he's killing bad guys. Uh, the Intel guys are compiling a profile on him, and they have they have coined a term for him, the Punisher. Yep. We then see Frank Castle going to a dodgy pawn shop to buy an NYPD police tactical radio. Uh, he also buys the uh, tape from the CCTV of the pawn shop. And also the bullets from the guy's hidden shotgun under the counter. So he's very tactically aware because, I mean, you wouldn't be able to see that. But you can just obviously tell by the way that the guy's posed that he's holding on to a gun under the counter just in case. So Punisher then goes to leave and the pawn shop dude offers Frank some porn. Perhaps some bondage or some backdoor grannies or something younger. Billy 12 guaranteed. And this makes... Uh, the Punisher stop at his tracks, turn the uh, shop sign to closed, and pick up a baseball bat to smash this guy's skull in. So, I kind of like this scene. Yes, me too. Like I was, I was like, okay, the guys try off the ball, and then the second he goes like a young, like young dodgy pawn, I was like, oh no! And especially when you see the look on Frank's face, he's like, oh shit. He is fucking going to kill this guy, and uh, I was kind of rooting for the Punisher, like, mm-hmm. and I think that's obviously what the scene kind of 
is intending to paint the Punisher as kind of like a good guy or like an anti-hero. Anti-hero. Yeah. Because hey, he... they don't show it. They do. He did do them, but we've seen what he's done to other people, hmm. like the Mexicans on the meat hook. Yep. Oh yeah, I mean he hundred percent killed this guy. Yeah. Like, there's All no right. way that guy was getting that punch up alive. And nor should he. Like, he totally, totally deserves it. Um, we then see Karen checking, and, and I did really like that that scene. It was like one of those kind of. It was like a holy shit moment. Like, I think it's the first one we had in this season so far. Uh, we then see Karen checking over the morgue reports, and she also mentions that she thinks that she deserves to be punished, and that's, like, why she keeps getting into these bad situations. Obviously, she's talking about uh, because she killed Wesley last season, mm-hmm. and she's obviously still feeling the guilt from that. Um, Matt's hearing then returns, and he hears a knock at the door. It's Karen come to visit him. She tells him about the meet with the DA and also mentions that the Punisher was inevitable. And basically she says that because Daredevil's been applauded for his actions, the, the Punisher has essentially decided to follow suit. And Matt's like, but, but Daredevil never killed anyone. And Karen goes, oh, that we know of. <laughs> you can just see Matt going, oh, you, you think Daredevil might kill someone? Oh. When obviously Matt knows that mm-hmm. he, he's never killed anyone. Apart from the guy he set on fire <laughs> last season, uh, what's his name? Uh, no, yeah, no boo. Th- that is yeah. true. I mean, <laughs> that was an accident. They didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I'm sorry I turned you into a, a giant roasted sausage, but I didn't mean <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure you recover. No, no, you're dead. <laughs> So, um, Death isn't something you usually recover from. No. Unless, in the, maybe in the Marvel Universe, you know, you know things could yeah, happen. Coulson. Yeah, look at Coulson. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's the prime example. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think they've done it with... They, they haven't done it with him, actually. No, oh, they pretended to... They, they did pretend to kill uh, Loki or Thor in Thor of the Dark World. Loki. I think it was Thor. Oh, was it lucky? Okay. Oh, they chopped Thor's hand off. Yeah. Pretended to chop his hand off. Anyway, um, Matt then visits Melvin, who's his uh, mechanic, essentially, uh, to get his helmet repaired. Uh, Melvin is obviously in the comic books. He's the, the gladiator. Mm-hmm. And Melvin mentions that he promised Betsy that he wouldn't do anything illegal. <laughs> Matt's like, yeah, I'm not doing anything illegal. Well, you're not a cop, though. <laughs> You don't have a badge. Um, Melvin gets kind of spooked that the Punisher might have followed Matt there and he picks up a saw blade, which is mm-hmm. obviously a, a little nod to his uh, comic book character because he does use saw blades as his weapons. Mm-hmm. However, Matt calms him down and uh, Melvin agrees to do a quick fix on his helmet for him as well as make a new helmet for him in a couple of days. Uh, the cops finish their investigation at the Irish bar and then Daredevil pops in and does his own investigation. And <laughs> There's like, a, I never noticed this in my first watch, right? But there's like a panning shot where they show a couple of teeth yes. embedded in the wood of the, yep. I think it was the bar or the pool yep. table. <laughs> I mean, like, wow, that is brutal. And, and just shows, goes to show you like the, the kind of level of, sort of gore and brutality that they want to... Uh, 
they want to give this image of the Punisher who's just been absolutely uncompromising to these uh, bad guys. Uh, Matt does find that the uh, there's a chain out the back and there would have been a dog attached to it and the dog is gone. Uh, he manages to pick up the scent of the dog as well as uh, like a little trail of blood because we did see that the dog was slightly injured, uh, presumably from like a dog fight before the, uh, before the shooting started. And he follows the scent and the blood trail to an apartment where he finds a dog and he gives him, I think it was some Cheetos, was it? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, some sort of cheesy Treat. crisps anyway. And he also finds in, in this uh, Punisher's massive cache of weapons and ammo. But no Punisher. And he does find that the, uh, the radio thing is there as well. But Punisher is not there because he is a way out on a mission to kill the dogs of hell. <laughs> if you remember, we saw them last episode and previously another chapter in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Meanwhile, uh, Grotto's getting kind of nervous about going in to meet this guy Brass wearing a wire. Uh, Grotto thanks Karen for basically saving him and asks for a good luck kiss from her. Uh, but she just gives him the finger. Well, she leans in like she's gonna give yeah. him one and gives him ben, the finger. Ben gives him the finger. <laughs> Fucking Which I thought was, oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was funny, but it's still a tease. Matt is again not present for this. Where <laughs> uh, Foggy and Karen are both there to represent their client, and Matt has just patched it again, doing no lawyering at all <laughs> so far. He he's not not a very good lawyer at this point. <laughs> but yeah, he's turning in early because he's tired. Uh, Grotto then goes into the the meet and he sees a guy walks over to him near a shipping container, and it's not this guy Brass. It's actually a cop. And they then work out that the Foggy and Karen then work out the DA is basically playing them and they are using they're using uh, Grotto as basically for an ambush for the Punisher because they mentioned that they're getting into Overwatch position which I, uh, I thought was funny because there's a game out now called Overwatch <laughs> it's like oh Overwatch where's Bastion <laughs> we're going to get Tracer and butt poses and everything <laughs> but yeah so they're setting an ambush Karen um, in a butt see... pose <laughs> yeah uh um, we then see a truck barreling in and the cops shoot at it but there's uh, the guy at the wheel is uh, all duct taped up and I think he was already dead <laughs> when uh, when he started shooting at him so this is all just a big diversion the, the Punisher is actually standing on top of a water tower with a sniper rifle waiting for his opportunity to shoot Grotto however he doesn't quite get the chance because Daredevil intercepts him and we then get Daredevil versus the Punisher, round two. Which was a pretty decent fight. There was a couple of cool bits of slow-mo, but I don't think we've seen the best of these two characters battling it out just yet. And it's kind of a, a weird sort of different difference of fighting styles because Daredevil's very highly trained and Punisher's more kind of... He's not quite a brawler like, like uh, Jessica Jones look Luke Cage are, but he's that kind of military fighting way trained... Yeah. And so whilst, whilst they're fighting, the, the cops try to shoot Punisher, 
but they don't really mind if they hit Daredevil with a crossfire. <laughs> well, I, I thought they were shooting at both of them. No, they, they were definitely just trying to hit Punisher, but, I mean, if they happened to hit Daredevil, then I don't think they would have lost sleep over it. And, I mean, they are trying to, like, shoot to kill Punisher here, basically, to, to stop his rampage, essentially. Uh, Daredevil and Punisher then fall through a glass roof, and Daredevil's hearing goes kind of funky again. And when the cops arrive, and Foggy arrives as well to see what's happened to uh, to Daredevil, uh, both the Punisher and Daredevil have disappeared. With obviously, the, when he's uh, when Daredevil's hearing went kind of funky, Punisher was just kind of creeping up to him. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously with the assumption that Punisher has grabbed Daredevil. Well, here's the thing: if you noticed, Matt lost his hearing when the glass fell and broke. Yes. He st- he had problems with his hearing again when the Punisher was stepping on shattered glass. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I just after he'd had the fall. I think, I mean, I assume he's held glass shard before, but this is obviously just that kind of after effect of him having that trauma to his brain from being shot in the face. And this is kind of sending his senses about haywire, and the glass smashing is just triggering it, essentially. But yeah, definitely, definitely related to the glass. So yeah, some yeah. So that that, that was all of that sound. episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, good episode. Uh, I think it was better than episode two. And uh, episode I like one. That we, uh, sorry, yeah, episode one. I like that we got to see a bit more of the Punisher, and you kind of saw both sides to him, like the whole just getting ready to straight up mother someone, but also essentially defending the innocent and putting the bad guys. Oh, not away, but six feet under. Mm-hmm. And we also did get the name The Punisher for the first time, and it's the uh, the uh, profilers that have uh, coined the name The Punisher. I like that, uh, like in Flash, they've got uh, Cisco that gives all the bad guys their, their name. <laughs> I do wish we had someone like that in S.H.I.E.L.D. that would just name everyone. True. I mean, what, you mean like um, Mac or? Yeah, I mean, Mac, like they tried to do it with Mac and like he calls, he calls uh, Daisy Tremels and stuff like that. But but that's going to be stuff where he's involved actually, you know, he, he hasn't been in Hell's Kitchen. No, no, I, I, right. I know that, but I just mean, uh, yeah, I mean, they could have, well, they've named Punisher here, but they haven't, like a lot of the villains in uh in Shield, they haven't they haven't bothered to name them. We've just kind of they've told us their like their civilian name, and we've just went, oh yeah, it's this guy. I <clears throat> that's why I still think DC does the better television shows, and Marvel does the better movies. Yeah, I mean, much as we do like the, the Marvel television no. shows, obviously we do we do a podcast about them. Um, but yeah, so. The Flash is a very good show that Marvel could definitely learn a few things from. And I thought they were taking some notes from it, but uh, they kind of moved back. Mm. I mean, they they have done bits and pieces, but but yeah, I definitely think they could they could take more things from from that style of show. Anyway, um, what what did you think of this uh, this episode overall? 
Well, I agree with you. I think um, this episode, I enjoyed this one much more than the first one. The first one was just, I guess, kind of a, um, it, you know, it was a season premiere. Where you know, what's happened since the last season, and where is everybody at this point? And hey, remember, this is Matt. This is Foggy. This is Karen. Mm. Looks like there, yeah. you know, here's a quick look at the big bad that's going to be coming uh, this season, maybe. Yeah, it's just a kind of reintroduction mm. to the all the characters, and they didn't develop too much in the first episode. I think they did a lot more here, but I, I think that it's kind of telling that Matt has done no lawyering. Like, at all, that's two full episodes, and not one single bit of lawyering has he done. But uh, he was in the office, I think, for one morning. Yeah, to find out that they're broke. Yeah, <laughs> to find out that they're broke. And he went, oh, fuck this, I'm just going to be Daredevil. So, um... So, yeah, I... Well, I hope the Punisher isn't the big bad for the season because he's not supposed to be bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hopefully we get uh, somebody else, a gang, a crime lord, uh, an assassin, something else. So hopefully it gets there. Um, I, it, it's still a slow burn. But I think that's just kind of the rhythm this show takes. I, I do think that they have improved the pacing a lot from last season. Yeah. Like, it's a lot, there's a lot less kind of exposition. There's more, like, things going on. And they've just kind of, they're moving things along just that wee bit faster. I mean, you were already, like, Punisher's in, he's established, he's already killed a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and Daredevil's already after him. Whereas, like, I think in... Like if they'd done it like in the same style as season one, they would have slowly built him up through the season and then had Daredevil like pursuing him for the second half of the season. But whereas first episode, you've got him fighting Daredevil, and we're not getting any Arrow Island flashbacks. Yes, no, good. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, overall, it's it's starting to build a story. Uh, you know the. The, the the great thing about Daredevil are the the fights. You know, it's one of the best. I mean, some of the best fight choreography around. Not that this one was that heavy in the fighting uh, area. We got to. Um, I, I like the way they're developing Foggy. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, they could almost call this uh, season Foggy, because. He has probably done as much detective work at this point, if not more, than Matt. Yeah, no, I, I do definitely agree. Like, in the first season, Foggy didn't... He was kind of overshadowed by Matt, even in terms of lawyering. But as we know from the comics, Foggy is a better lawyer than Matt. <laughs> and you can kind of get to start to see that here with uh, Foggy actually showing up to help his mm-hmm. clients and Matt just patching it. And he does do some like some good lawyering in, in, in this episode with uh, fending off the DA and whatnot. So um, here's the thing. Uh, in the See, in the comic book, Foggy was like one of the last people to find out that Matt was Daredevil. It, well, I mean, he's been in the comic book, he's been Daredevil for so, so long. Yeah. You know, I think, and they've kind of chopped and changed about because I think there was one point where everybody found or someone leaked it that Matt was mm-hmm. Daredevil. 
and then they had to I'm sure it was Black Panther came in and pretended to be Daredevil for a while yeah. so that Matt could just be a lawyer for a bit and show that yeah I'm not Daredevil hello I'm here I think Iron Fist did it for a while too yeah Iron Fist as well yeah that would be interesting <laughs> if that happens so but and yeah Black, it, Panther is, Black Panther's not gonna do it though no not this season be a good episode like I didn't actually notice until you were just saying there that there hasn't been much like in the way of a good fight I mean we've seen Daredevil fight Punisher and like mm. beat up a couple of random guys but in the way of like the great choreographed fights that we saw last season haven't really seen anything like that Not just yet. yet so but alright um, well I guess we'll wrap it there Andy We'll be back here next week for episode mm. three. Was there anything else? Um, I did just want to ask, like, how many, how many episodes have you watched up to at this point? Just those two. Just those two? Okay, cool. Yep. I'm kind of, at this point, I'm going to do it uh, in line with the show. Mm. I think that's... That you might as well, yeah. I think that's, that's better because that way I, I don't spoil anything. And I can give um, crazy, wild uh, predictions that uh, you can laugh at because you know the truth. <laughs> okay, so what's your prediction at this at this point for the season? Oh no, 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 no! I, I don't, no? I don't even no, know. Already, I don't have any right now. Okay. I, 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 I couldn't even uh, make a guess hmm. uh, as to what uh i would be able to do there hmm. now I, I wouldn't go there yet i'm i'm curious to, to find find out what your uh what your wife thinks of it as well like is she enjoying the show as well yes yeah because when when we watched it when my, my wife and i watched it we really binged on it i think we watched like five episodes in a row like the first day it was out just because we got so hooked into it and <laughs> like especially at the end of that first episode you're like well I'm going to have to watch the end of this that one now and then the way this one ends was just like the Punisher and Daredevil vanishing you're like well I have to watch the next one to see what yep. happened to them <laughs> so it's kind of that just like yeah okay I'll just keep going and keep going and I think it's like I'm sure I said last week that it's kind of like a double season premiere the first two episodes it's actually more of a triple because the third episode just like goes straight on from this one, so yeah, I would say that you probably the probably the best way to watch it is like the first three episodes at least in a row. Be yeah, a good good show, and as far as I can remember, it only gets better from here. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So, but all right. So, uh, Andy, when when you're not out, uh, not lawyering, l lawyering around the city, where can people find you? So you can find me trying to uh, put gag orders on Ali every Tuesday uh, on Forty Two Level One. He we broadcast live. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we broadcast live uh, every Tuesday at four thirty Eastern, one thirty Pacific, and nine thirty Greenwich Mean Time on AllGames.com. We talk. Uh, TV shows, movies, comic books, and mostly video games. And we may or may not have a special guest calling in this week. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. 
And I can usually be found Thursday night or, or t- Tuesday nights, 9.30 or 9 Eastern on the B-Team podcast over on allgames.com uh, where we talk games, tech, uh, some movies, some TV. Last week was our E3 blowout. E3 is now behind us, and we can get back to talking about normal video games. Uh, I won't be there tomorrow night. I hope to call in from somewhere. I think we have a layover. I think I'll be in Baltimore at the time, and if I can, I'll call in for a few minutes. Um, But my co-hosts, Fred, Ryan, and Eli, will be there holding down the fort talk about the latest and greatest games i know some of the stuff they have planned it sounds like a pretty cool show tomorrow night check them out um but we will see you guys next week remember the show is live or airs every friday night 8 p.m eastern on all games or you can get it on stitcher or itunes so uh we'll be back next week when i get back from detroit and I don't care if uh, you're uh, riding with Phil through Detroit Rock City or not. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys.